Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Following the biggest off-season of moves and acquisitions by General Manager Howie Roseman, the expectations of this city have never been higher. Welcome to the 2022 Panla Hockey Postgame Show on 6ABC.com and across the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, exclusively presented by Panla Hockey Giordano. Live from the Gallery Bar. Booking games inside Ocean Casino Resort. Let's get this post-game show underway. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. The NFL is a weird league, ladies and gentlemen. The Eagles lose 32-21. You know, that final score is misleading because they scored that late touchdown. Uh, but this is the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show. I'm Mike Missinelli with Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner. And, and guys, you know, at the end of it, the, they still had a chance in this game. Even though they got beat up all game long with Washington running the football and Washington converting third downs out of nowhere. They hadn't done it all year long. Uh, and, and the play to Quez Watkins, which looked like it was going to give the Eagles a victory. He gets strip-sacked, and they lose to the lousy Washington Commanders. Can you please explain this, D-Gut? Um, I've said this um, for the last several days. There, there's nothing that should shock you anymore about what has transpired across the National Football League over the first 10 weeks. This has been one of the more unpredictable seasons that I have ever watched. And I have said on a number of platforms over the last 24 hours, this Washington team is a much more energetic team with Taylor Heineke under center. They won their they, their last five games have been decided by four points or less. They were three and two in those games, two and one with Taylor Heineke under center. The laws of averages were bound to catch up with this team in their favor. And lo and behold, for the first time this season, the Eagles lose the turnover battle to Washington. It's that kind of season, Mike. Yeah, they're no longer undefeated, Seth. And we were looking at this game as another bop and looking at next week as a bop. But it stopped right here at home. Talk to me. Well, listen, if, if you turn the ball over three times in a game, you don't deserve to win. That's, that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, everybody has been riding my ass for all season long. Not me. Oh, you Not know. Me. Here we go. All, Seth Jordan came out of the womb wanting to blitz. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I told you. I, I, did, I said that. Did, 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 I, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you that it would catch up with this football team sooner or later? You know, 
a passive style defense sooner or later will bite you in the ass in the NFL. It always happens that way. Okay, it always happens that way. That that coupled with the fact that you know Jonathan Gannon had no answer, no answer whatsoever for this rushing attack. They ran the ball 49 times for 152 yards. Okay and two touchdowns. Now, the average isn't that high. I think the average is something like, you know, 3.6 or 3.7 per carry. But it's just the sheer volume of runs because you couldn't make them get off the run. And once they you couldn't get them off the run, then the play action became, you know, a, a problem. And Scary Terry, you know, it must have felt like Halloween for Darius Slay tonight because – you know, that's that's the way he played. But I'm telling you right now, um, the Eagles the Eagles in a lot of ways, you know, offensively, I just think they had an off night. And, and I said it before, there's going to come a point in time where as explosive as this offense is, they're going to have an off night and they're going to need the special teams and the defense to lift them up. That's just the way the game goes. What special play. teams? Well, well but, but I'm just, I'm talking about. They don't have special teams. <laughs> you're right, but I'm saying they they need that. You, uh, no, you, you you're understand right. what I'm saying? They, yes. they, 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 they hadn't right. played in you're a really right. long time. But they didn't get it really a chance to do anything on offense. 51 plays in the first half to 19 for the Eagles. The, the, the commanders wound up running 81 plays and ran the ball consistently against them, and he couldn't get off the field on third down. There has to be something. Why can't you, you can, get off? Why can't you get off the field on third down? Something to because that you they can couldn't do stop the run to get them to stop the run to get right. off the field, and they well, didn't listen, do anything all game long. I, I said it when I said it when Jordan Davis got hurt. I said, you know, they're going to have problems being able to stop the run. There's no creativity to what Jonathan Gannon does. Okay, even when you're in your five man front, you know they're odd or even one way or the other. And the adjustments are just being made on the field as they go. When they're in the four-man look, they just double the two tackles, yep. and they push yep. up, up the field, and the linebackers have no idea where they're supposed to fit under, the, and under those circumstances. You know, So where's the movement on the defensive line? Where's slanting the line? Where's some kind of loop, some kind of stunt, some kind of run stunt that allows you to have somebody come free where you can – get this run game under control. but And then you talk about the third down conversions. I think in the first half there was something like 10 for 12, 11, 11 oh, for 13. Oh, and yeah. 9 for 12. 9, nine, for, 9 12 for 12 Yeah, in the first half. That's unconscionable. Unconscionable. No wonder the offense couldn't get on the darn field because we couldn't get off the field defensively. And every single down, I mean, I'm so sick and tired of seeing this sticks defense. You know, even when it's third and eight, the cornerbacks are back off the ball. 12 yards, yards off the ball. I, you're, you're just going to concede it without ever challenging the wide receivers to try to get off the field? And Nick Sirianni's mad when he's going into going into the, the, the locker room at halftime. He should have been mad and went in and ranked Jonathan Gannon's damn neck. That's what he should have done. You know, it, here's the whole thing, though. They As, as sluggish as they were, they, they were hanging in there, and you just thought that they were going to do something like they do every week, which is to, to, to get a drive that wins the game. Why? They uh, haven't done well, it all year, Mike. No, you're right, but they started to wake up. I thought Hurts hit Watkins over the middle for, uh, in a big first down, and then he came back to Goddard, and they got that touchdown, 
to Devontae Smith and made it 23-21. to 21. And you, you were talking about it. Taylor Heineke is just waiting to give this absolutely, game back absolutely. to the Eagles. And he did. He got greedy on a third down. Yep. And he threw a pass that he really should have drilled in there. And he floated it. And, and C.J. Garner-Johnson uh, intercepts it. And then the Goddard play happens. Yes. And, and that, like, we, and this is something we haven't match. seen all year right. where, where they get the, you know, the other team kind of hands it to them. They usually take advantage of that. They did not take advantage of it tonight. No, absolutely not. You know, I, and I'm not going to attribute it to layoff because this is one of the healthier teams in the National Football League. A, a team that can turn it on and turn it off the way they have offensively, it's not about layoff. They were well-rested. They needed to get some players nicked up. They ran into a team that finally knew how to neutralize them. Houston set the blueprint on a Thursday night. running for Lowly Houston ran for a buck 63, and a kid named Damian Pierce had a buck 39 against this. So what did Washington do? It's quite obvious now. Washington's offensive line is built for run blocking more so than pass blocking. They came out and asserted themselves right from the start. And, Mike, the thing that shocked me the most was they weren't running outside plays. They were running right between the tackles from start to finish against this Eagles defense, and Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox could do nothing about it. And, Steph, we talk about this all the time. When you have big tackles like this, you don't run away from them. You run right at them. But your defensive coordinator does not make any adjustments to stop it, not even at halftime? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, you know, the way it, 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 the NFL defensively is so fundamentally unsound, it's hard to watch a game and watch how they play. Fletcher Cox knows that he's going to get double teamed, but guess what he does? Instead of firing off the ball or going through a gap, he's just standing straight up. So now you got 600 pounds pushing on 300 pounds to stand straight up. What the heck do you think is going to happen? So they push him off the ball four to five yards, and by the time you know the linebackers can decipher what's going on because they don't know, they can't tell whether the back is – going to the right or going to the left. If the back comes one way or the other, now your gap is defined. Now you got to come downhill and you got to take that guard off his shoulder, you know, to the side to you. But when the back is running straight ahead, they don't know whether to go outside or inside. So they're standing there trying to figure it out. While they're figuring it out, Fletcher and Javon Hargrave are getting pushed four or five yards off the ball. By the time they react, He's got four or five yards down the field. All right, so who are, are the linebackers at fault? Are you absolving the linebackers? Are we are we absolving? Here's what I, what I thought that, that sometimes you gotta you gotta box it up a little bit. Sometimes linebackers you gotta, got, yes, linebackers are gonna come and fill the gaps. They gotta well, step in. Well, to they fill have the gaps. to, but but don't you have to then if, if you want to stop the run, don't you have to get more people in the box at what at some point? Well, listen, th this this is the NFL that we live in. Even when you get two tight ends. You get 12 personnel, two tight ends, you know, and one back. Teams still play nickel situations. They don't bring the other linebacker back on the field, you know. So a lot of, in a lot of these situations, this is what the Eagles face. You face regular personnel, but you're playing dime. So you're asking a safety to get down in the box and play as a linebacker where the adjustment should be. Bring another damn linebacker on the field. So now you got more muscle, somebody that's used to playing that position. But listen, at the other end of the spectrum, Mike, what has to happen, okay, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if you call the Eagles' offense, defensive line small. 
I'm not so sure that you call them small, okay? But when you're getting pushed off the ball, the worst thing you can do is line up with a two technique and a three technique every single play and you never have any movement, okay? Because now the blocking schemes are defined. You know, you got to start moving guys, not only before the snap, but at the snap. Have guys jump gaps. Have guys, and you have to have some games, and you have to have some run blitzes against these teams who run the football against you because it's pretty evident to me you don't have the, the muscle, the size, or the will to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage without Jordan Davis. It is shocking to me that you can go through a whole game not making adjustments when the team is clearly defining exactly what they're going to do fundamentally against you. They're going to run the football. Let me see you a piece of paper counter. you got over there. There's let, nothing, let, there's let, nothing let flashy about no, Washington's one? One offense. Of one, one of those big pieces of paper. One of these pieces of paper? Okay. Let me see. All right, there you yeah. go. That's my script. So they yeah. don't lose it. I'm going to hand it back to you. <laughs> what are you doing? This right here is Jonathan Gannon's call sheet. <laughs> I'm serious. You watch him all game long. This is his call sheet, okay? So if this is your call sheet for a game, when you look at an offensive coordinator and he's got a flip chart that looks like this, okay, how much adjustments do you expect out of this? Well, listen, Seth, the only thing, I'm, I'm asking fundamentally, how many defensive coaches do they have on this team where you go, hey, hey John, let's, let's, how about we do this? They're just running the football against this, the tackles. They're, they're doing it all game. That's their game plan. we got to somehow change it up when we get off the field on third down. They couldn't get off the field on third down against this team. This team is not a great third down team. Hey, listen, I don't think the Eagles, I don't think they blitz one time tonight. I think the last two games they've blitzed maybe twice, maybe once or twice, you know, and, and everybody keeps going in on me about, well, oh, no. he just wants to blitz, no, blitz, blitz. How many tonight, weeks, how many a, weeks a, have a I been saying? A run blitz would have been necessary how many, tonight. How many weeks have I been saying this four-man front is not good enough to get home? With the money invested in this four-man front, how many weeks have you heard me say that in a row? d Gun, you're 100% correct, but why do you think they moved up in the draft to go get Jordan Davis because you know what they couldn't stop anybody from running the ball on them last year I get with, that. The, with the other two guys that. that they had I get that so now the whole how do you how do you defeat the run you're going to defeat the run back in my day you could de defeat the run with a four-man line and two <laughs> or three linebackers on the field now now you, it, what they're telling us now is that offensive line play is so intricate and it's so powerful that you have to have a five-man front in order to control the run. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think the linebackers are not being coached well enough to be able to react to what they see, and they're confused about where they fit within the scheme. The integrity of defensive fronts are just shot, okay? If I'm a left defensive end and the ball goes away, my job, my first job is to make sure that nothing's coming back, okay? These guys don't do that. The minute the ball goes away, they start chasing. And then here comes the bootleg. There's this fundamentally unsound. And I don't understand how coaches allow them to play this way. They got the wrong foot up. Their eyes aren't in the right place. All of these things that makes a defense sound and effective and good before the ball is even snapped. What are you reading, linebackers? What are you, what, what are you keying? 
What do you can when it's play action pass and the offensive lineman is standing straight up, but you're biting up on play action? Why? They're just so fundamentally unsound, okay, that as an offensive coordinator, you can game plan against their unsoundness, against the fact that they're technically and fundamentally unsound. Yeah, uh, so, all right, so listen, they, they won eight straight games. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at this game and I'm going, uh, I can read a chart just like anybody else. I can read statistics. The Commanders came into this game, the last three games, running the ball almost 50% of the time. Yes. That's the sixth highest rate in the NFL over that span. If you're a defensive coaching staff, you go, they're going to run the ball. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, 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 is, it, is it that you've, difficult? You've preached it up until kickoff. They are going to establish the run. Every talk show format that you listen to that I've been a part of leading up to this game, that's all we talked about, Washington is going to try to establish the run. If we know that, how does the coaching staff not know that? I, I don't get It's flabbergasting to me. That, and, and then once they do it, maybe you thought you were just so good it wasn't going to matter. But once they start doing it and, and they're keeping your offense off the field, a good coaching staff adjusts to that, yes. figures out a way to stop no, it. Let, 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 let yes. me tell you something. Yes, yes, Fold yes. that piece of paper up again and hold it up, okay? There's not a whole lot of adjustments that's going on on one sheet of paper. And you want to know the most egregious thing? The most egregious thing is, is that you didn't adjust it based upon what happened last week, okay? So guess what's going to happen? You're going to Indianapolis next week. You think Jonathan Jonathan Taylor, who just ran for 166 yards yesterday, you think he ain't drooling off his face mask? I'm telling you. You think that – And that Derek, kid can dip to the outside. Yeah, you, you, think, you think Derrick Henry ain't drooling off his face mask? And you think Saquon ain't drooling twice off his face and mask? And what about – don't Come forget on. about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon coming to town I'm as well? I'm trying to tell you, man. Are you kidding me? I, I said it. I said and you got it. Tony Pollard coming up Christmas Eve. It is clearly the template on what you have to do against the Philadelphia Eagles, and now it's up to them to, to adjust. I, I will say this, though, because I know a lot of Eagle fans are thinking the same thing, that uh, there was a face mask that they missed on Goddard, and that really should not have been a turnover. No, it should not have. And, and so I, I don't know if that if that if if you want to throw that into the equation, you can go ahead and throw it into the equation. But it doesn't erase the fact that they got housed with the Washington Commanders running the football against them. All right, Lane Johnson. Is uh, just played a game that, and, and he's not used to it. They lost, uh, so he joins us from the locker room. And uh, Lena, I, I really don't know what to say. It's pretty surprising to a lot of people, but they uh, Washington had a simple game plan. They just ran the football at you guys in this game, and you didn't really get a chance to get on the field that much to establish your offense. What do you have to say? Yeah, we were just uh, really sloppy on both fronts, uh, turning the ball over. Um, you know, missed opportunities. I think we had 20 plays in the first half, so um, you know, uh, just had to roll with the with the punches. It, uh, you know, this one stings, but at the end of the day, um, I feel like we can learn a lot from this game moving forward. And uh, I'll feel. Hey, Lane, let me ask you this. Okay, you guys have played just two games in the last 28, 29 games. Number one, number yeah. two, Washington ran 81 plays in this game. How much, if any, did the combination of the two affect offensive continuity or just the team continuity in general? Hey, we can make all the excuses we want. We, right. uh, we turned the ball over. We didn't stop anybody, so uh, that'll get you beat. So uh, we know that. We know moving forward, got, uh, teams are going to try to attack our weaknesses, and uh, 
you know, from an offense point of view, we got to be better. Uh, you know, had, had three times to uh, we could have won this game and sealed it, and, and we didn't capitalize. So uh, that's on us. Lane, you know, you guys went into, you know, the first game that you played them, and you know, you guys tried to establish the run in the first half of the game, and it didn't work out. Then you guys reverted to the pass, and you guys really made hay, made some big plays in that first game. Tonight, you guys kind of reverse engineered it. You came out throwing the ball early, and then in the, in the third quarter, you got the running game going, which actually got you guys back into the game. Yeah. Um, and it kind of seemed like it was a little too, too little too late. Um, I, I just – I wonder, I know as an offensive lineman, the most dominant thing, you know, for offensive linemen is to be able to just dominate the line of scrimmage so that when you got a kick, it's just, it's, it's cake from there. Um, yeah. But I'm wondering why, you know, why reverse engineer it, you know, when you guys have been running the ball so effectively lately? Uh, I mean, I guess just from the success we've had previous games, uh, these guys are having a hard time covering uh, Devontae, A.J., Dallas. Um you know, today, I mean, we uh, we had plenty of times to capitalize. We made some good plays, but at the end of the day, we made some costly turnovers uh, in key situations. And, um, you know, every game's different. I mean, yeah, I was, you would like to run the ball and, and be able to impose your will, but sometimes, uh, you know, the game just doesn't unfold that way, so you got to roll the punches. But uh, moving forward, um, yeah, we just got to capitalize. But we had chances late in this game to, to put it away, and we didn't do that. So, uh, you know, it stings, but... We can learn a lot from this moving forward, and we know teams are going to try to attack us and uh, expose our weaknesses, so uh, we got to work on those. Lane, it wasn't a mystery that, I guess, if you look at a weakness of this team so far, even though you went 8-0, it was that you really have – the defense hasn't stopped the run that well. Now, there's a lot of factors. You guys were ahead a lot, and maybe you're playing a little softer, whatever it is. But I think now the teams look at this and they go, this is the way we need to beat them. We have to be very run-centric. And uh, the commanders did it early. They established it yeah. really early. And now this is not your department, I know, but, but if you, when you're watching it on the sideline you see this going on, you guys can't get back on the field. I mean, what's, what's your assessment of what has to happen here against the run? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we have some guys, um, you know, that are hurt, that are injured. Uh, looking forward to Big Jordan coming back when he's healthy. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, there was – there was times defense didn't make plays. There was times offense, you know, we didn't we didn't make plays. Turning the ball over, we had plenty of time to uh, steal this game, and uh, especially in the second half, we had times to uh, where we could have won the game, and we didn't do that. So um, it is what it is. Uh, like you said, teams are going to watch this game. They're going to try to attack us probably in a similar fashion. So uh, you know, moving forward, we know that, and you know, you got to get it fixed uh, in this league. Uh, Otherwise, they're going to try. They, they see a little bit of blood drip. They're going to keep coming. So we know that. Hey, Lane, knowing you like I know you, you're not going to make any excuses about anything when it comes to 60 minutes of football. Either you win or you lose, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, but finally taking an L, does yeah. it kind of get a monkey off your back in terms of you guys have become the focal point of the National Football League because you were the last of the undefeateds. And everybody wants to talk to you when you when they go to your locker room about being undefeated, being 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, things like that. In some ways, could this help you guys refocus? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing anyway is like we should be ignoring anything. I mean, this, a lot of this game is about focusing. 
if you don't focus on your opponent and, uh, you know, any given Sunday, you can go out there and get exposed. And, you know, a lot of this game, especially second half of the season, uh, a lot of your fate turns down to being focused and staying disciplined. And we got to get back to that. So we didn't, we didn't execute the way we wanted to tonight. But, uh, you know, moving forward, man, a lot of this game is, is keeping composure, staying focused under pressure, and execute when, whenever your number's called. And, you know, today today wasn't our day on, on both fronts. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, teams are going to watch this film, and, uh, you know, they're going to try to probably do do more of the same. So we know that moving forward, and we got to get it fixed. Lane, I know it's a tough night, man. And, um, you know, it, it, it sucks just losing – any game um yeah tough after winning you know eight in a row to lose one um but i'm sure you guys are going to bounce back and and um you know this week in practice you got you know a tough opponent coming up next week and the one thing that you guys have done um you know when you guys have had a lackluster game and for eight eight times you guys have been able to pull it out and figure out a way to get it done you have come back the following week and found a way to right the wrongs. Um, so, you know, just evaluating and looking at it from that standpoint, um, you know, give me a key thing on the offensive side, a key thing on the defensive side um, that you guys need to really work on to, to rectify this situation. And I know you guys will. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we talk about is, you know, ball security. Um, you know, going to this game, I believe, you know, we're up there as far as turnover differential. And, uh, you know, doing that will help us win a lot of games. Um, playing sound defense, uh, getting three and outs. Um, I feel like the defense is on the field a lot tonight. Offense, uh, like I said, man, we had our chance there in the second half. And this one stings, especially because it's, it's, it's a division opponent. And these ones are, cr are critical for us. So, um, but, you know, looking ahead, man, we got, we got some good teams, uh, you know, that we're about to play. So, uh, there, there'll be no mercy. There, there's going to be a lot of learning come from this film, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, you got to you got to roll with the punches. We've we've been in much worse situations. I feel like the past few years, uh, but you can learn a lot from a loss. You can learn a lot from uh, adversity. So, uh, really, it's first time I feel like we 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 had that this year, and uh, we'll see how we respond. Lane, thanks uh, very much for hanging around. And I know short week Appreciate now you, bro. Uh, to to get ready for the Colts, who now are a little resurgent. So uh, yeah. we'll see how this settles in. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. All right, guys. See you all next week. All right, man. So, Take care, uh, bud. So here's the question, guys. We're, we're batting this around. Not that this matters anything, but there are a lot of people that were looking at this team saying, you know, they're, I'm really not convinced. They, they, they played a lot of weak teams. Uh, so let me ask you, is, does this game crack the Eagles? Where are they now in the power rankings? Where's the reputation uh, in the league about how good this team is? <laughs> I'll let you go first. Hey, listen, man. We had a good debate about this up in the green. Yeah, room. yeah, we did. That's why Mike's trying to stir the pot. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. But it's all good. I it's, can't it's, wait. It's all good. I, it, it'd be listen. It'd be really tough for me, you know, to and, and we talked about it in pregame. You know, early in the season when the Eagles had won, you know, four or five games in a row, no one wanted to give them the respect that was due them to be the the number one team in the power rankings. As they got to 8-0, 7-0, 7-0, then you, you saw Kansas City fall twice, and you saw Buffalo fall twice. I, you know, in my mind, I was like, listen, there's no way in the world that you can put those teams ahead of the Eagles, given that the fact that, you know, yesterday the 
Minnesota Vikings, who the Eagles took apart, went up to Buffalo on their home field and beat them. That's right. Okay? In light of the Eagles losing to the Washington Commanders tonight, you know, they've slid out of the uh, – They've slid out of, out of the number one spot for me back to three. I, I put Buffalo back in front of them, and I put Kansas City back in front of them in the power rankings right now. And, you know, a, a lot of people will begin to look at Minnesota and believe that Minnesota with, you know, one or two losses, one loss on, on their record, um, you know, may be ahead of the Eagles at this time because, of, because they lost to – you know the team that Minnesota beat. So I'm logically, you know, I don't know. We have to. We for me, I want to see how this team responds next week. You know, before I go hell bent on saying where they belong in the pecking order. But just the fact that they that they lost to this team, um, they 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 moved down to third I, for me. I I, agree, I agree with you. And in fact, because I know how these. When they look, when people look at, at voting and, and putting power rankings, they put a lot of weight in certain games. It's almost like college. When when you see a, a good college team, and they lose to a, a, a lesser team, or they don't beat a lesser team by a lot, they're willing to drop them way down. I do believe there's a lot of sentiment now because of the, what the Vikings did to Buffalo. That they, they, even though the Eagles have beaten them, they'll move Minnesota ahead of the Eagles in the power rankings. I, I can't put Minnesota ahead of the Eagles in the power rankings simply because six of their wins they've had to come from behind. Washington gave them a game. Washington had them down 17-7 in the fourth quarter last week, and Taylor Heineke went to his Brett Favre motif and gave them the game. I, I agree. Okay? I, listen, I right. agree with now, you. Now, Buffalo gave them the game. The quarterback fumbles I, at the one-yard line. I agree, gave them but the you know putting, how I'm much not, weight that people that, that are, that are ranking these team. teams. The, the, the Eagles weren't getting respect as it was. They lose to Washington on a Monday night. Minnesota outlasts Buffalo. I get it. And I think that's that's the ultimate twist of this whole game. They're just waiting to put the Eagles below the Vikings. I, I agree with what you and Seth are saying, but you asked me my opinion, and I'm saying <laughs> okay. right now there's only one team that I would even consider putting ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. It would be Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City has two losses, but that offense is electric. The Eagles' offense is electric. I would, if, if push comes to shove, Kansas City is the only team. I'm not putting Buffalo ahead of them. Buffalo, your quarterback Josh Allen, who used to be at the top of the pecking order in the MVP talk, leads the National Football League in interceptions right now. Okay, uh, Patrick Mahomes is still up there. I'm not putting Buffalo ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not putting Minnesota ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles because of the manner in which they win. Kansas City is that only team, when you look at the 31 other teams in the National Football League, right now that I would put ahead of the Eagles. I can agree I can agree with Kansas City. Um, I will say this about Buffalo. And the question that I pose to you guys, if Buffalo played against the Philadelphia Eagles right now and Josh Allen is 100% healthy, okay, they're at full strength, we're at full strength. Who wins that football game in your opinion? Where is it being played? Doesn't matter. If, doesn't matter. Know. If it's in Philadelphia? Doesn't matter. Hey, if it's in Philadelphia? Washington just came into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles at home on a nationally televised game. Every it dog, don't matter. Every dog has its day. It don't day. matter. Every, look across the don't league. Don't matter. Every dog has its day. Don't matter. I, I think the, I, if you're asking me, I would say the Eagles because Josh Allen's falling apart. He never used to turn the ball over. No, but he said if Josh Allen is on his game, if he's on his game. But he isn't. 
He isn't on his game. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, if, he, if he is, I think Buffalo's a listen, better team they're, than They're, they're going to do with him the same thing that they did with Aaron Rodgers and the same thing that you see them doing with um, – with, with, um, Gosh, who's the other pass-happy quarterback? Anyway, they're gonna they're gonna turn to their running game, okay? Home. And, and and once once they turn to their running game, Buffalo, that's gonna remedy a lot of what they do. They put a lot on Josh Allen's plate, okay? They ask him to make a lot of plays. Listen, he, he's got one of the best wide receivers in the game. If you think Scary Terry gave our secondary, you know, all they wanted, what do you what what, what do you think what do you think Diggs what, what what would you say Diggs would do to our defense? Well, Come on, man! That, they have a good running game, also. Right, but, but that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah, because Singletary. because gotta you got take. you got Singletary, they, and they just traded for Himes, and Singletary is running like his job is on the line, okay. which it is. But you also have an Eagles team that has a quarterback that's very much an MVP. The Eagles are still one of the better running teams in the league. Buffalo can't stop the run. A reeling Green Bay team went in there two weeks ago and ran for a buck eighty-three on Buffalo's defense. Hold on to your thoughts. We got to take a break. No, Mike, we can't take a break. We this take is a pretty break. good. This has been <laughs> come on, Mike. This has been a crazy first segment. We got to take a, take a breath. We're going to come back. There's a lot of things we need to talk about. Not only did they get toasted with Washington running the football, Slay got toasted tonight, and they just weren't on the edge. You know what disturbed me? The field goal right before halftime that they just willingly gave field position to and I let that guy. That. Bang three before the half. That would never happen earlier this year. Well, there's one play bigger that bothers me than that than the field goal. Yeah, Brandon Graham, a 13 year vet, taking well, that unnecessary up the Yeah, you lot, can't lot, do that. He listen, knows better than that. A lot of things we have to sack discuss. Greed, man. And we have tell, to, man. We have it's to, called sack greed. Just, have, it exists among defensive line. It's sack greed. It's sack greed. I love. I love that term. Greed. We're gonna flesh that out a little more. It is the. Uh, Pondland Hockey Eagles postgame show. We're live at Ocean Casino. You watch this, 6ABC.com. Jacob Sports, hang with us. We're going to be here for a while. Diamond debate is coming up next. Uh, I think it's going to be a field goal issue. I think it is because there's another field goal that bugged me late in the game. Mike Missanelli, <laughs> Derek Gunn, <laughs> Seth Joyner. We're back after this. Oh, man. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. 
But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. Welcome back to the Pond Lee Hockey postgame show. I'm Devin Caney. It is time for the Diamond Debate presented by Mark's Jewelers. Uh, guys, lots of things to choose to debate in this one. But first, we have to get to the goods, to the bling. Uh, they gave me 
uh, pearls. They gave me three different pieces, actually, this week. A necklace, a bracelet, and earrings. And in Mark's Jewelers defense, they gave them to me because they like to put like a little eagle spin on everything that they give me uh, because pearls represent wisdom, um, and the eagles have shown wisdom in showcasing their strengths and exploiting opponents' weaknesses. They did not do that tonight, uh, but, you know, Mark's Jewelers did not know the way that this Commander's <laughs> game was going to go. They also gave Seth Joyner some bling that puts mine to shame. It puts pretty much anything I've worn so far this season to shame. You got to put your sunglasses on if you look at this. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Yeah. What are the details Ooh. on that? It's 51 carats. How come we didn't get any jewelry, yeah, Mike? Marked, marked. White gold. Yo. Marks gave him that to wear. <laughs> yeah. Are you jealous? You don't give us anything. What do we get? 10? <laughs> Copper? Okay. Well, Marks, Cuban if you're Zirconia watching. Or something? Good night, everybody. <laughs> Dang! Come on, Mike. Okay, well, hey. well, no, no. Okay, what would you want if I'm they were to provide you guys? Because we know special. Mark's going to I mean, that's a nice piece. I like I'm, I'm special, that. man. I'm a, big, I'm a big watch. See, I, I own a lot of watches, so it's got to be a watch for me. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you you your rock Apple this? Watch What's compared that? to that. You rock this? No, see, that's really look, it's literally, me, like, blinding look, in this For me to wear that watch in public, I need to be 6'3", 260 pounds. See, I ain't wearing that, bro. I'm not wearing that in public unless I have a four-man body. See, ain't nobody going to try to take that off you. No, listen, I'm not, man. I'm, I'm, look, I'm 5'11", 225, bro. With the I mean, right look, equipment, yeah. I'll hand it to him. What's that? Uh, versus the right equipment, yeah. I'll just be like, here. You, you give me you a four-man security detail, I'll wear that watch. Well, I, listen, I don't even need to. I don't need nothing if I got to have that kind of detail. Yes, no. Wait, were no, you wearing that as we were watching the game? No. Oh, you just put that on? No, you can't miss that if he was watching the game. Uh, uh, Come okay. on, you know. You, By the way, Devin, I really, that, that's like one of my, that's a, probably the favorite, favorite thing I've seen. Really? What, yeah. the necklace? Uh, yeah, like I that? like that. I, yeah, that's, yeah that's, I like, I like that. Because it's yeah. not overly I don't know, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, mama's, like it's mama's birthday today. I might have to buy that little. Oh, that's that really thing. nice. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is a nice one. Thank you, mm -hmm. Mark's Jewelers. Um, I know she watches. She like cheesing like, yeah, get it, get it. Hey Mike, I'm, I'm upset, man. We didn't get anything, man. Yeah, you know, you know, we got yeah. sliders. Yep. Yeah. We got hamburger yeah. sliders. Okay. And, and wings. That's what we got. And wings. And wings. Hey, you got some good wings. wings. Hey, hey, the brownies was good. I didn't even get a brownie. The brownies. Huh? I didn't get a. I think Devin had like six of them. I did. I did, did. you really? I was no, just I had two. Oh, you had two. Okay. But they're big. Our green room has really good I might, I might not have made it to the set of day. I asked the guy, I was like, hey, man, can you get some ice cream, some vanilla ice cream? He acted like he didn't even hear me. But if, <laughs> if I would have got that ice cream, I yeah. would not be sitting here right wow. now. I'd be in the green room sleep. Well, wow. guys, you know, last show we were eating cookies because the Phillies lost and we were sad. So maybe this week we need some brownies and ice cream. Because maybe we need to just do sad. away with the – now that you mentioned it, maybe we need to do away with the dessert. No, yeah, that's, that's no, no, no. two weeks in a row. No. The chocolate chip cookies yeah. and the Phillies lost the World Series. Okay. We're sitting that, right here oh, watching that's good it. Point. Then tonight we got the brownies up there and the Eagles, you know, we break. superstitions? Break. Really? We've had hey, the brownies. Man. Whatever it takes. Whatever, whatever it takes. So, look, I'm a superstitious person, but when it comes to dessert, like, do not involve them in superstitions because I yeah, can't see? go without them. <laughs> right, that's let me, where, let me that's tell you something. Let me tell you something. If they show up with some cookies next week and the Eagles lose, I'm a. <laughs> the, the following week when the guy come in, you know I'm what? like, uh-uh, take them cookies Look, right no, out no, of no. here. No, do you go sit in your own personal green room. Bring the cookies. Bring the brownies. You know, listen to Seth. You sound like the football player, the superstitious football player, who always put on one shoe, one sock first, and then the other shoe and the other sock. You, were you one of these superstitious type I players? I was. I was. What was your superstition I, I, as a so player? When I, got, when I got to the locker room, like, I had it all. 
I had an assistant. Yeah. So I would lay my socks out, then my pants. Oh my goodness. Right on top of the socks. Right. You know the the jersey, the whole deal. I mean, and the right sock went on, then the left sock went on, then the pants went on, then the undershirt went on. I mean, and then I had my Walkman on. I had my same song that I listened to every single week. I mean, so what I was, what was the song? Yeah, Zap. I got the power, baby. Oh, but, oh that's a good song. Oh yeah. You see, and what what happened if you didn't do it in yeah. that order? There was no such thing as not doing that in that well, order. Okay. I was, Never I was, found out. I was a creature of habit. You sound like they do Serrano in the movie Major Leagues. He would sit, he'd have to do his ritual with his little buddy, Jobu, the statue in there, and he'd have to address the statue before he got ready to play again. Well, yeah. I'm not into them kind of idols and whatnot, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, did, I did have a system. I was very systematic about what I did. And once I put my, once I put my headsets on, right. everybody in the locker room knew, don't even talk to them, even the coaches. <laughs> wow. Because once, once those headsets go on, I'm locked and loaded. Well, like Devin said, did you ever step out of character no. and miss a step? No. Which, which well, you played a bad no, game. You can't do a, it. That's a good transition because that's yeah. we haven't gotten to the actual diamond debate topic yet. Okay. And All it's, right. you know, what's to blame, who is to blame. There are many reasons to blame for this Eagles loss. Maybe someone didn't, you know, do their pregame routine in the right order. Or didn't listen to their song. We don't know. But the options, and you guys can weigh in on the Jacob Media uh, Twitter page and also the YouTube page. It's in the comment section. Um, what cost the Eagles their first loss? A, Jonathan Gannon. B, officiating. C, turnovers. And now I know all three of these things were factors, but which is the biggest reason for the loss right now uh jonathan gannon is leading <laughs> well, on, for, but surprised. like it's pretty it's not it's not like a big divide here it's jonathan <laughs> gannon leading by 43 uh then turnovers 37 and officiating at 20. so what do you guys think about this one i'm going gannon plain and simple <laughs> are you going to ask Seth that first yeah really <laughs> i had to jump in before he went on his dissertation <laughs> no so. hey listen I, I i i'm a firm believer that you know Turnovers is one of the greatest indicators about winning football games and how you win, okay? Um, I was always taught that two or more turnovers, you don't deserve to win the football game. Right. Okay, but <clears throat> we talked about it earlier. Jonathan Cannon had no answer. He had no adjustment. You cannot play in the NFL where you don't have an adjustment to what teams are doing to you because if you can't adjust – then guess what? They're just going to keep giving you more of the same. Absolutely. You know, I said it, D-Gun, at the beginning of the game. When they came out and they started running the ball, we talked. We even talked about it in pregame. I said, listen, James Robinson is back 100%. Okay? Gibson doesn't even get the type of playing time that he nope. got, you know, nope. you know, earlier in the year because this dude, James Robinson, is, is, is a straight beast. I said, if the Eagles don't remedy this, What's going to wind up happening, they're going to run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. And when they want to go play action, they're going to get whatever they want to get. It's one of the main reasons why Terry McLaurin has emerged ever since Taylor Heineke has taken over as quarterback. Right. Because they're running the ball more effectively. And then when they run it more effectively and they go play action pass, it's, it's just common sense when you really think about football. It opens up the entire playbook. You know, and I'm wondering now, why didn't the Eagles come out and at least try to establish the run early in the game to open up the playbook? And right, they had some, right. they had some success they went right jumping to the out pass. with 14 points, but they were one, they were one-sided. They didn't really get to their run game to the third quarter. I think that I think it went back to how they feared Washington's run defense from that first game. 
Washington held them to 72 yards rushing. They tried to run the ball initially. Now, they didn't pick up steam running the football until the second half. They didn't if commit think, to running until the second to it, half. But they gave up on the run real quick. And I think Devin's list of what cost them the game most is too minuscule. It should have been like six or seven different options no, on that. No, there were. It's honestly Twitter only lets you have a I know, few options. I know. So but I'm saying you can put Brandon Graham in there. You can right. put run. Def- you can put poor no, tackling again. You, no, you're right. The so whole thing. Have it, but, but the main thing is they did not adjust to the other team running the football no, they down did their not. throat yeah. all game long, and I don't understand it. They've got a staff of defensive coaches, and they were unable to influence the game defensively. That is something I do not understand. And you're right about them finally running the ball because it was the drive where they finally committed to the run. They got it to 23-21 on that drive. They went a little up-tempo. They changed it up a little bit. Defensively, they never changed up. Mike, as I said a few moments ago, Houston set the blueprint. Did Did they adjust against Houston's run game? No. Houston just basically couldn't finish the drives, okay? Washington said, hey, look, we know we don't have the talent the Philadelphia Eagles have on both sides of the football, but we have one thing. And as I said off the top of this show, it was quite obvious Washington's offensive line, which we criticize time and time again, is better built for run blocking than it is pass blocking. And that's exactly what they did tonight. They asserted themselves as a run blocking offensive line. And the, you got two backs, Robinson, 6'1", 230 pounds. Gibson, 6'2", 225 pounds. That's almost 200, 450 pounds of, of men coming forward. That one play in particular, and let's talk about tackling. You want to talk, Fletcher Cox and C.J. could not stop Robinson at the goal line. He carried them to finish the right one-yard touchdown run. Now, how big is Fletcher Cox? 6'5", 290 pounds. He couldn't stop that man at the one-yard line. He had him in a bear hug. He couldn't stop him. All he had to do was lay his, lay his weight back. Just go dead weight, yes. dead, dead, dead weight backwards. But it's like when you watch the Eagles tackle, and this is one of the biggest problems I have. Everybody's trying to tackle this guy shoulder height. Yes. Okay? Yes. He's got the same thing with Damian Pierce last yep. week. Yep. This guy's got legs like trees. Yes. But you're going to try to tackle him up high. Shoulder pads. And you got three guys that's, that's on his shoulder pads, and he's just dragging them along. Did anybody think about maybe – Maybe I should hit him on the knee or hit him on the hit him on the legs or tackle his legs because guess what? He can't run without that's his a, legs. That's a, that's a problem across the National Football League. Everybody tackles like that. Yeah. Look at how many big backs you have in the league. You see it all the time. That one play was embarrassing where, where I, I, I can't remember if it was Gibson or Robinson who ran a middle run, and he carried four or five guys another five or six yards inside the five-yard line. That's demor- That's probably the most demoralizing play of the game. Let, 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 me, let me throw no, this at you. No, the most demoralizing play of the game was Quez Watkins' fumble. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. That so, we didn't put Quez on that list also. Yeah. So, Mike, to, to your point, you know, we've been talking throughout this whole undefeated run about player complacency, okay? Is that possible that, you know, there was some complacency among the coaching staff when you talk about – Jonathan Gannon's inability to adjust to, you know, what was before him? I, I'm, I'm perplexed. <laughs> I really am. I do not understand how a team could just consistently run. They weren't doing anything magic. They're consistently running the ball against you, and they're, they're keeping your defense on the field for long periods of time. And the offense can't get on the field. Uh, so I do not understand why you would not change some things up. I, I, 
That's a, this is a baffle, as baffling a defensive game plan that I've seen in a really long time. There's nothing flashy about the Washington offense. They told you exactly what they were going to do. There wasn't even a lot of trap blocking. It was like straight dive runs. And all you saw were <laughs> burgundy helmets moving this way and green black helmets moving back this way. The whole doggone night. You know, in the NFL, you see these trends, these trends about what works and what doesn't work. Okay. For the last seven to five, five to seven years, everyone has talked about the fact that the NFL is a passing league. Oh, you have to throw the ball in order to win. Da 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 da. da. I think we're starting to see a resurgence of the run game in the NFL because you minimize you minimize the amount of times, especially when you're playing against high-powered offenses. You want to minimize the possessions. You want to shorten the game. Absolutely. You know, you want to be able to dominate, you know, the line of scrimmage if you can. Um, I mean, you, you saw it with Green Bay yesterday. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I won't even go so far as to say, you know, the Minnesota game. You know, Minnesota ran the ball halfway decent. I believe that Dalvin Cook, you know, had right around 100 yards yesterday. You see, you know, the, the, the game tonight. I mean, I probably can go through four or five games yesterday where you're starting to see these offensive coordinators that are taking the ball out of these quarterbacks' hands and being able to establish the run because they're dictating they're dictating personnel. And when you dictate personnel that way, now you can have whatever you want to have. And, and, and these teams that live in nickel and dime situations, no matter what personnel you put on the field, they're asking for trouble. I see teams with three tight ends on the field, and they still got nickel and dime personnel on the field. Yep. Are you kidding me? Yep. You mean to tell me you don't have a big backer package, an extra I can, backer package? I can see if you're afraid of a quarterback. If you want, you're going to bunch up against the run and you're afraid a quarterback's going to hurt you. That's Taylor Heineke exactly. on the other side. He's, <laughs> He's got 20, like, 20 And he stops. even did his best to try to give the game back to you <laughs> with that foolish third down throw when they're running the football and he could have maintained control. And he decides to go goofy with the bomb and it's picked off. But, Mike, let me tell you. See, so for years people have heard me say, oh, you got to run the ball. You got to run the ball. You got to run the ball. And I've had people come at me on social media. Oh, you know, that was a game when you played. He's outdated, you know. But understand, understand why I'm saying that. When you have a young quarterback or an efficient, an inefficient quarterback, I should say, guess what his best friend is? His best game. friend is the run game. That's right. Because if you run the ball, then you can get to play action pass and you can get to misdirection plays, and you can roll him out of the pocket. Now all you're, you're, you've got a wide-open playbook. There's not that many quarterbacks that can stand in the pocket and dominate. They just can't. Seth, they, they ran 51 plays in the first half. 30-plus <laughs> were runs. You know, I, I, you know, what, are you, what, what are you telling your staff or your team, your defensive uh, captains in, in, at halftime? They're running the football. They ran 51 plays. 30-plus were rushes. I'm not going to go so far as to say that, you know, you don't have games like this, okay? But we saw a game like this last week. That's that's my problem. 
Well, yeah. That's exactly right. Well, we were seeing a game like this so last we week. Change so, it up. So, so what do I say? What do I say? What we see today is the is the future preview of what's to come. Don't I, I say it all the time. And they're going to have to people, change. People think that I'm just talking out my behind. We've been asking. They're, 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 they're going to have to change. How they they, change? they don't change after this game. They're never going to change. Mike, I don't what if they change. don't have the ability to change? change? Yeah. You can't, well, I mean, you can't listen, make wholesale personnel maybe changes. Maybe they don't have technically the ability to change, but they're going to have to junk something up to stop it well, because this is what teams are going to do to you all, all, every week. So, yes, they need to change. Hopefully they will. Who knows, Jonathan Gannon and whatever he's saying to his defense after this one. But the reason that we gave different options in this debate is because, yes, the defense could not stop the commander's run, but then you also look at things like Quez Watkins fumbling the ball, the Dallas Goddard face mask to a fumble, so many the Brandon Graham. Yeah, they were they were right there. So many factors, they were right there. Should have and right. could have You're won. You're right. They were right regardless there. Regardless of the Commanders running all over them. So what? AJ Brown didn't look right. Like there's so many different factors that went into this loss that to me, like for the fumbles are just baffling. The Brandon but, Graham. But what was the most the consistent end? thing that happened? Yeah, those things are going to happen where you're going to turn the ball over here or there. Right. The most consistent thing that happened was they let the other team dictate to them that they're going to run the football right at them. That yep. was the most consistent theme of this whole game. Well, so I guess I'm, I'm trying to ask overall, like, what, what do they need to work on? I, aside from, obviously, the rush defense, you know, like the fumbles, the bad officiating. Like, you can't control how a ref is going to call a play. Like, what what else aside from the rush defense needs to be worked on before Sunday at 1 p.m.? I think they needed this loss to get a slap in the face, a wake-up call. Right. I do, too. I think they just weren't. I think that was the the downside to being undefeated, to being 8-0. I said off the top of this show, for for 10 consecutive weeks, we have watched football games where a number of games fall in the category of, wow, I didn't see that coming. This one definitely falls in that category. Why? I didn't see this coming tonight, but we knew certain flaws about this team would eventually catch up to them, and it did in this game tonight. Now, from what I read before the game, supposedly Nick Sirianni in his team meeting with the players last night told him, we have to be more physical. Physicality is the key for this game against Washington. I just saw a comment from Brian Robinson after the game talking to the NFL Network where he said, we knew we had to out-physical this team. Who got the message and who didn't? Who was the more physical team from start to finish? And yet, with that said, the Eagles had their chance. It was it was one of those dog day afternoons. They finally got bit. They were not sharp. They the first time this season they lose the turnover battle. You know, Quez Watkins makes the catch. Did you think he was going to get the ball knocked out of his? No. Brandon Graham, thirteen year vet, makes the play. You see, his, you saw him shaking his head on the sideline. Yeah. He knew what he did. This yeah. team stepped out of character they, tonight, they, and it cost You're them. right. They were aberrations. I thought the turnovers were aberrations. I mean, yes. uh, uh, Jalen Hurts hasn't turned the ball over hardly at all this no. year. And, and, and so he throws the pick. And then you know, Goddard, may, trying to make an effort play, gets the ball punched out. And, and there was a face mask face on that man, play. Yep. And then Quest is trying to make, make an extra yard play and, and gets caught from behind. You know, listen, you know. sometimes you just have to give the other team yes. credit for yes. making plays. That's okay. it. They are physical so, eagles. So the two – the two fumbles, okay? There's no way for Quez to know right. that that, yeah, that, that guy that that guy's there. Her. You can't okay? You can't say they have to stop their turnovers. And, and you can you can talk about the, the referees missing the call, but at the same time, you can't account for a guy coming in punching the ball out, you know, while you're trying to make a play. Now, 
the, the Jalen interception, that's just greed, okay? That's just greed. You got away with it. You got away with it against the Steelers, okay? It bit him tonight throwing in the double coverage, okay? Hoping that your guy can go up and make a play. Now, I hope that A.J. Brown, whatever it is that's going on with his ankle, yeah. isn't something that's serious because he clearly just was not right tonight, okay? Um, but I just feel like, you know, Listen, the, the eagle, the mo for the Eagles, in my opinion, is still to run the football, to open up the offense, and that's going to allow Jalen Hurts to do whatever, whatever it is that he needs to do. But to your point, D Gun, you talked about the flaws, okay? And when the Eagles win, and we begin to, you know, critique and analyze what went on during the game, and you know, people on social media chime in, oh, you just a hater. You know, it doesn't even seem like, you know, you're an Eagles fan. I'm like, are you out of your damn mind? Okay, I want this team to win as many games and as many championships for this city as possible. But I'm not the fanboy. I'm the analyst. You can be the fanboy. You're not going to ever see me walking around with an Eagles jersey on and an Eagles hat on. Right, Guess why? Right. Because I'm not a fanboy. Right. My job is to be an analyst, to break down what it is that I see and what and, and the flaws that I feel like somewhere down the line are going to cost the team. And to talk and we're going to talk about those things. So when when I've been doing that for eight weeks and people have been mad at me, tonight is the manifestation of what I've been talking about. Oh, Central all and our all haters season. are punching yeah. air right oh, yeah. now. So, 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 <laughs> That's all I have to so say. first of all, why do you listen to social media? Why yeah, don't do you, let those what, people get what, to you. Why, why do you bother? Well, you're a big tough guy. Listen, they, you listen to people on social media? Man, if you cut, <laughs> really? me, if you cut me right now, I won't bleed. You want to know why? Because <laughs> I got thick skin. <laughs> I understand it. I can handle it. You know, listen, when you're opinionated, you better have thick skin. Absolutely. And you better have conviction. You better believe in what you say. So when I when I say when I when I say what I say, I'm not I'm not worried about who's gonna like it and who doesn't like it. Do you respond to these people? Absolutely, especially because because I love debate. Because you've given them what they wanted. I love I love debate and I love I love conversation and I love to I love to educate people. Wait a minute, Mike. Wait a minute. I love I love to educate people about this game that I love. Okay. Just the one thing that I will not and cannot tolerate is disrespect. Okay, but you know what you're giving them? Exactly what they wanted. You've responded. You've given them exactly what they wanted. That's fine. A form That's to debate fine. you whether they believe what they're saying or not. Why would you even do that? That's fine. What? Just don't do it disrespectfully. They don't care. Do you understand? That's Twitter, social media, they don't care. Do you understand that there's okay. a little arrow up in the top right corner? You know what I do? Where I can click that arrow you and know what? block your ass? You know what do I you do? you know that? You know what? I have fun blocking people. Oh, oh my God. You know what? I of love course. Like, let people. me tell you something. But I've put up with 30 years of hatred <laughs> that you're talking about. You just get it. I have 30 years for, worth for of years, it. For all of it. For years, you, a lot of my writer it. friends, a lot of writer friends in Philadelphia, I would ask, why do you block so many people? And he says, I'm tired of these people. I'm enjoying blocking people I, for the last I do. year. I enjoy people I've blocking. Had I just enjoy. I enjoy the debate. It will continue to block. I I enjoy the debate, and I enjoy the fact that we can go back and forth. Okay, and at some point in time, if we don't agree, we're gonna agree to disagree and move on. But I'm not gonna let you come on my feed. Like I'll post something, and someone will come on, and it's just like going in, and they're going in, and they're being disrespectful. I'm like, if I come to your feed, block. Block, if I come to your block, feed, block. If I come to your feed 
and you want to dis you want to disagree with me, that's fine. But you don't get to come to my feed and tell me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about and be disrespectful. I will block your ass and everybody. Man, that you know, I, I don't know how this conversation somehow went from Jonathan Gannon to Yeah, I don't know how it got away from it either. You know what? This but, is but a better you know conversation. No, the, the, worst, the worst part of this loss is the Dallas fans, the, everyone saying that the Vikings are now the best team in the league and that the Eagles no. hadn't played anyone. And now everyone, the Eagles are not going to be in like the power rankings, and I hate no. that because the Eagles get so much slander. The power rankings, I ain't seen nobody – Lead the power rankers and win a Super Bowl. So don't nobody, that, that, nobody Thank give you. a damn about the power rankers. Power it's rankers is like, a conversation it's, piece. That's it's all it's it just is. like it's just like um, it's the Eagles are fraudulent conversations that I can't deal so, with. Well, listen, that's what I can't do. You deal with. Then do, do you debate people on social media when it I comes try to not to? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes well, after a loss, I'm upset though, and I'll yes, I've seen listen, you when you're listen, upset. What this this, <laughs> this man this man is bothered by trolls on Twitter. He's wearing a hundred. He's wearing a hundred thousand dollar watch. I am bothered not, by trolls on Twitter. I am not bothered Show by that them. thing. That's all you got to do. I'm Show not bothered. All right, guys. I will, that, I will yeah, ice you That up. wraps up our diamond <laughs> debate. Uh, <laughs> Seth oh, and I man. both rocking uh, jewelry from Mark's Jewelers. Stick around because the Pond the Hockey postgame show is coming up right after this break. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. husband hadn't missed work in 15 years. His injury required months of rehabilitation, and unfortunately, the insurance company didn't see it that way. I was working two jobs, but it wasn't enough. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. We sat down, told him our story, and they guided us through the whole workers' compensation legal process. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. you know, the team you trust, the Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givnish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givnish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was, it, was not in charge of anything. 
at that point when, when my mom passed. And, uh, uh, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Continue your communication sciences and disorders education at Salus University within the Doctor of Audiology or Masters of Science in Speech-Language Pathology programs. With state-of-the-art labs, on-campus clinics, and extensive externship opportunities, students position themselves to be at the top of the job market. Stand out in the audiology and speech-language pathology profession by visiting salus.edu. Alrighty, welcome back to the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show. Uh, we are live from Ocean Casinos. You can see the big bar in the background. Not many people left. They were very disappointed tonight. I'm Mike Bissonelli, Derek Cunn, Seth Joyner, Devin Caney will join us a little bit later. John McMullen will join us a little bit later with game balls, all that stuff. It's time for our two-minute drill. I'm going to hit these guys with some quick hitters. i got to get this off my chest because it's bugging me. Um, after Goddard was stripped, they gave... Uh, the commander's life but they stalled and so here comes uh, a third down in 13 and uh, the play gets all messed up to the point where there's illegal men downfield so now it's third and 18 they declined the penalty and let Joey Sly attempt a 55 yard field goal which he makes to make it a 26 21 lead now the Eagles need a touchdown my question is, why would you decline that penalty? And why would you not give him third and 18? Maybe a third and 18 blitz there. Why, the guy just kicked a 58-yarder. Why would you not? Why would you let him get that field goal? I don't get that. It just drove me nuts. Um, I, I would have taken a, enforced the penalty. And if he's going to kick it, he hit a 58. You know what? Let me see you do it again. You know, I want to see you do that it again. That would have been 60. Yes. I want to see you. Now, now, granted. The 58-yarder cleared the crossbar <laughs> by at least seven, eight <laughs> yards, okay? But still, the probability of him shanking it and tell anything, I would have taken that risk more so than letting him have the 55-yarder. I mean, I, I, don't, I, just, I don't get it. I mean, I thought it was just academic football. I think Nick Sirianni made that decision based upon the fact that the Washington Commanders were converting third-down conversions at – 75 to 80 percent. Third and 18, Seth. Third and 18. Come on, Seth. Come on, Seth. Listen, when you make that decision, you're basically saying, 
that I don't trust my defense or my defense coordinator to make the call that's necessary to get the stop. Well, that's what, telling, what, what, isn't it? Isn't well, that telling? Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question, what other reason would you not back I, him I, up? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know why. That's because, because, because what, what's going to happen? You're either going to stop him. You're either going to stop him on third down, okay, and make him kick a 60-yarder. Right. Or he's going to complete one for 10 to 12 yards. Right. And he's still going to make, make the field make goal. Make an easier field. So However, he still has to throw that ball to do exactly. that. I agree. Exactly. Listen, I'm not fighting against right. you. I'm just saying. I, it was perplexing there, to me, that decision there, was There's perplexing. a way to kind of read into everything that yeah. happens and everything that's going on. And when you begin to read into that decision, you got to ask yourself, why would you not do that? I'd be really curious. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, that's that's, me. that's, that's, that's one of the questions I want to ask John if he was at the press conference. I want to know, you know, what was his response, you know, when asked, why didn't you take that penalty? I don't know. That just didn't make sense to me. All right, here's another thing in a two-minute drill. Miles Sanders, like, more than halfway through the game, had two carries. <laughs> and, and, and then finally they, they committed to a run. They got a drive that made it 23-21. to 21. Why? I just don't understand. Like, there are a million coaches on these teams. Say, so, you know, we got to get Miles the ball a little more. You know, we got to do something different to stop the run. Why aren't those adjustments made? I don't know, Mike. I, I, I honestly believe the Eagles went in, into this game thinking, hey, this team held us to 72 yards rushing last time. We beat them through the air. We threw for well over 300 yards through the air. That's the M.O. And sure enough, they come out trying to throw the ball against this Washington defense. They ran the ball a couple of times. They picked up a couple of yards. It wasn't what they thought. And the mindset had to be, we got to go to the air game real quick and jump on this team. I can't think of any other reason why, when you're one of the top-running football teams in the National Football League, that you don't even try to establish the run early on against this opponent. I don't get it. Seth? Mr. Joyner? I, listen, I honestly believe that um, I honestly believe that this football team really wants to throw the ball. At the end of the day, that's what they're after. They want to put the ball in the air. They want to prove that Jalen Hurts can be the guy, and, and and there's nothing wrong with that, okay? And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you can get a little bit arrogant when you're 8-0, thinking and believing that, hey, you know what? Everything that we do has worked so far. You know, let's continue to just, you know, do it the way we want to do it. The players are out there. They're getting it done. They'll make it work. But to your point, it doesn't make any kind of sense. It doesn't make it – I mean – Troy Aikman even said tonight, yeah, he you did. know, he Miles Sanders doesn't that. get many opportunities. Right. Well, they've had Miles Sanders on the pitch count ever since he got here. He's not going to touch the ball no more than 16, 17 times a game. The only time – there's only two games that I can remember. One game two years ago when he got 28 carries, and when they played against um, Jacksonville this yeah. year, he had 27, 27, 27 20, carries. 27 yeah. carries in that game because it was raining. And they couldn't really throw the ball. But why not give this guy more of an opportunity? I, why not give Boston Scott more of an opportunity? I've been one carry. For two years. I, I, at one carry for five for yards first, tonight. The first game of the season, I mean, the f first, play, first play of the game tonight. And, and I'm wondering, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell coming out of the backfield, dropping balls on first down. He ran a little over route. Ball hit him right in the hands. He drops it. See, Boston Scott's not dropping that ball. And Boston Scott can do a lot of the things that, that Kenneth Gainwell can do. Right. But he can also protect. 
which Kenneth Gainwell really, really struggles at. So how is it that Kenneth Gainwell has moved up the, 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 the depth chart in front of Boston Scott? He gets more plays than Boston Scott, but he contributes absolutely nothing. What are the two words? Two words, D. Draft pick. He wasn't. He wasn't their draft pick. Draft pick. He wasn't their draft pick. Kenneth Isn't Gainwell. it about production and meritocracy? No, meritocracy. that's what you play. Wait a minute. That's what you play. It should that's it. Football's changed. The NFL is based and built upon meritocracy. You're, not, you're, not, you're absolutely right. But that should not, be. But that's not the way they do it. They're going to give their draft pick a chance to do it before absolutely. they're going to get Every a guy team does okay, that. So how many years are you going to watch this guy waller in nothingness, okay? If, if you decide that Miles Sanders isn't your guy next year, you're going with Kenneth Gainwell as your guy next year? Possibly, unless you pick one up in free agency or draft another one. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's the way they work. Listen, they'll probably draft another one. So we're, you know, we're not. Our, our fortunes are not going to be based on Kenneth Gainwell's career, <laughs> rest of his career. So, all right, one, one quick thing. You we said draft pick, right? You said yeah, draft well, pick. Well, th- that's why he gets the priority now over Boston Scott. But he's not going to get. They're going to recruit right over him. Production should be the priority. Okay. That and at the end of the day, that should always be the priority. If I've got a guy, why is it that Nicobe Dean is not playing? The Kobe Dean is not playing right now because guess what? The other guys are producing over him. Right. Now, that's saying a lot because the linebackers have played awful the last two games as far as the run game is concerned. But you're talking about he's another draft pick. If that's the case, why isn't he playing in front of Kazir White? Well, because those guys are better players. Boston Scott yeah, is a better listen, player than here, Kenneth Gainwell. Here, here's the Would you not agree? The bottom I agree. Line. They, I agree they need somebody better than Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott. No, every, every team seems to have it. Every the Eagles single, don't. Every single time that you give Boston Scott an opportunity, the kid does Sometimes. nothing. Every time. Every time. I've been screaming for two every years. Every time that you give that kid an opportunity, he produces, okay? They just don't want to give him the opportunity to shine the way in front of Kenneth Gainwell. That's why they wouldn't draft a Kenneth Gainwell. All right. They're both they're both smaller backs. They need some they need to upgrade. They need a bigger the, back. Yeah, they need I, a bigger I do back. agree, Boston I've been um, saying this since last year. One uh, quick thing before we get to John. You, you mentioned the turnover uh, they, they they haven't lost the turnover battle all year. In fact, the stat that they rang up on the T V broadcast, they were the third team since nineteen forty with a turnover advantage in their first eight games. It didn't work out this game, and, and we didn't think they were going to be undefeated. We just didn't think it was going to be this game, and we didn't think that Washington was going to win the turnover battle. No. So that's why we're reeling here for a little bit. Hey, well, listen, they, they're still plus 14 in the turnover yes. ratio. Yeah, so, so those turnovers were more of an aberration than, than Hey, Listen, than you, you're, gonna, you, you, you're going to have games like that from time to time. This is exactly why I say this is why you have three phases to to professional football or football period. It's what makes football so great because you have an offense, a defense, and a special team. It's very, very rare that you go into a game where you have all three phases that are clicking. At some point in time, one phase or the other is going to is going to falter, and you're going to need the other two to pick up. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And, and, and if you have that happen your chances of winning are exponential. But you can't have both phases sputtering or two-thirds 
of, of the of the three-thirds sputtering and expect to win. It just doesn't work that way. All right, let's uh, get to the man who covered this game uh, down at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, is, is he ready? No, oh, oh, he's no. not ready. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know that uh, John wasn't with us. All right, so, uh, they, so they lose it 32-21. We've got all kinds of stuff that we're talking about as far as whether they're still – in, in that slot as the best team in, in the NFC, and how, how good are they overall? There were a lot of people waiting for the Eagles to fall. A lot of people out there were saying they weren't as good uh, as uh, the, their record would indicate, and so they were handed a gift tonight, all those uh, naysayers. We've talked about a week in and week out about this team's ability to overcome the few adversities they've had this season. Third, period has always been, uh, third quarter has always been that low period when they seem to go to sleep and allow opponents to get back into the games, except a few, and then, of course, they, they the light switch goes on and they extend themselves and go back to what they do best in that fourth quarter. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you, Mike, you know, when you're not sharp. This team was not sharp tonight. You look at some of the decisions they made, their inability to stop the run. We've talked about this. You know, Jonathan Gannett, his defense cannot make the adjustments to stop the run, number one. Number two, you got guys making mental mistakes. Brandon Graham, Quez Watkins. It happens. Okay, we 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 saw a Washington team, and as I said, this Washington team is a much different energetic team with Taylor Heineke. Even though we agree that Taylor Heineke is an habitual backup, but for whatever reason, and I think they look at it as a breath of fresh air compared to what they had to go through with Carson Wentz. But he was two and one as a starter coming into this game. And, and the team was 3-2 and two in their last five games, all decided by four points or less. They found a way to get it done tonight. The laws of averages finally flipped over to their side at the expense of the Eagles. Seth, do they bounce back? Or is this the type of loss that they, they start doubting themselves? Well, I mean, for the first time tonight, they didn't play, you know, complimentary football. I, I, I would go – I would stretch to say – they haven't played complimentary football the last two weeks, okay? Because you can't be successful as a team, especially as a defensive team, if you can't control the run. And they can't control the run. They have no answer for it whatsoever. And it's just going to get worse, you know, from, from here on. So whether they bounce back, listen, I believe that the offense will bounce back. You know, there's no doubt about it. Jalen Hurst is not going to keep throwing interceptions. You know, Quez Watkins and Dallas Garter aren't going to come back next week and fumble the ball away. That's not going to happen. But I don't see any remedy, you know, in the interim for Jonathan Gannon and his philosophy about how you play defense. You know, you can't stop the run. You're not aggressive, you know, uh, at, at, as far as, you know, bringing pressure. You know, they, I, I heard the telecast tonight. They were even talking about, you know, the commanders and talking about, you know, they're one of the top pressure teams. And they got, they they got a boatload of first rounders over there. But yet and still, they 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 blitz almost twenty five to yeah. 30 percent of the time. They do. I would, I would imagine that the Eagles got to be somewhere, you know, down in the in, in the ten to thirteen percentile. And you just can't survive in the NFL being that passive. You just can't. Now it's worked for them for eight games, okay. But that monster's reared its ugly head today. We'll see whether it continues to rear its ugly head from a pressure standpoint. But the fact that teams, that they can't stop the run until they get Jordan Davis back, that ain't changing. All right. We finally have the man who covered the game tonight down at the stadium. Let's bring in John McMullen. Uh, John, uh, listen, we knew they had to lose somewhere along the line. So 
the L is not shocking, but the, the methodology of the L is, is shocking because we've had warning that they are weak against the run, and Washington exploited it. How shocked are you that this happened tonight without any adjustments? Uh, a little bit shocked. Uh, you know, from the from the standpoint of stopping the run, look, I, I just heard uh, Seth, and he's right. I, I mean, this team misses Jordan Davis dramatically, and I think I've talked about that a lot, uh, whether it's here on Burst 365. I think people don't realize because – he doesn't play that much. And they say, well, he, he only plays 25 snaps a game. Uh, and, but, you know, when first and 10 turns into second and 10 or second and nine, it allows you to do so many more things defensively. Without Jordan Davis, all of a sudden you have this, you know, I joke 3.7 yards of offense in a cloud of dust uh, running game from Washington. I mean, that's a – their, their longest run was 11 yards all day, but they got three and four and three, and then you get a first down, and it kept rolling over and rolling over and rolling over, and they couldn't set the line of scrimmage without Jordan Davis. Uh, and and that's how Washington had to win this game. I talked on the pregame show. They had to run the football. They had to shorten the game. They had to stay in it in the fourth quarter. They did everything uh, beautifully from their standpoint they did everything they needed to do so you have to give them credit from the Eagles standpoint they they had so many opportunities to win this game they should have won the game you know Quez Watkins with 50 yard reception gets up fumbles the football you know in a lot of ways I think it's karma because Nick Sirianni got mad at a bunch of reporters who said you know maybe this turnover ratio there's a little luck involved oh. um, plus 15 um and i don't like the word luck either so i get why he doesn't but there's certainly randomness involved and you saw it today sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way the dallas goddard fumble look the officials blew a face mask i mean there's not much you can do about that um small margin of error and the eagles weren't uh, able to overcome it and and they're finally uh, eight and one. They finally lost the football game. I don't think the sky is falling, um, but they need to learn something from this loss. Hey, John. Last week, uh, Nick Sirianni, when he was questioned by the media about this team's inept tackling, he said maybe we put. I'm paraphrasing. Maybe we put so much emphasis on getting turnovers and, and things like that that we've kind of neglected the aspect of basic tackling. Okay, so you're thinking you're going to see a much better performance tonight. It was no better than what they did against the Houston Texans. So what did Nick have to say after the game about the poorest tackling again tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll have to watch the game again. I, I didn't get the feeling that the tackling was as bad as it was in Houston. It was really bad Houston. It was Detroit-level bad Houston. I didn't get the feeling there. I got the feeling they didn't set the line of scrimmage. I mean, they got pushed back. So that's what Jordan Davis does. He's sort of um, make sure everything is anchored. It becomes a little bit more difficult. And as I said, you know, their longest run of the game was 11 yards from Brian Robinson. So it wasn't like they were getting gashed like Damian Pierce uh, down with the Texans. Although, you know, next week it's Jonathan Taylor. So those three-yard runs might turn into six or seven with Jonathan Taylor or, you know, maybe 50 if he gets loose. I mean, that's a different kind of back 
Um, they're going to have an issue defending the run without Jordan Davis, bottom line. And he's not coming back. And I think people say, well, he'll be back for Tennessee and Derrick Henry. Oh, no, no. That's when he's eligible to come back. That doesn't mean he's coming back right. from a high angle screen. He was in the locker room leading up to this game. I saw him. He was still limping. Um, so there's no guarantee he's going to be back. They, they're going to have an issue stopping the run uh, with, without him. John, um, did anybody ask Nick? You know, you said he was a little bit in, in, little, uh, in a little bit of a, a mood after the game. Did anybody inquire why he declined that five-yard penalty? You know, at the end of the half, um, rather than taking it and putting the kicker in a situation where he's kicking a sixty-five-yard instead of a fifty-five-yarder. Um, yeah, he did uh, talk about it a little bit. I think ultimately you, know, you have to give Joey Sly a lot of credit. He kicked a 58-yarder, I think, and a 55-yarder. So those are big, big, big kicks. And, you know, he's never – he's not Justin Tucker. So I don't know if you expect somebody to hit that. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where, where you, you know, probably in hindsight he would like it back. Uh, but, you know, at times, and when somebody kicks a 58-yard field goal that isn't named Justin Tucker, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the guy and say, that's a hell of a kick. Yeah, but, John, he kicked the 58-yarder. Then he came back and kicked the 55-yarder. Yeah. The 55-yarder oh, one was yeah. the second one. They had an opportunity to move him back to 60. I mean, the psychological effect that it has to move from 50 yeah, and he said, and he, he probably liked that back. Um, you know, it, one thing Nick said is, you know, and I think I talked about it uh, through the 8-0 start, this was the most well-rounded team in football. Well, this was a well-rounded loss. I mean, everybody contributed. Um, the offense was bad. The defense was bad. The special teams was bad. Uh, the coaching was bad. I mean, they were well-rounded in this loss. There's no way they should have lost this game. They all had to contribute, literally. Each each grouping, you know, the offense could have picked up the defense. The defense could have picked up the offense at times. Um, the special teams, I mean, I, I don't if, if you guys saw the Aaron Seapos punt uh, where you had this sort of Australian mm -hmm. rugby it down, Yep. And they got called for a penalty because it was a legal man downfield. I don't know what the heck Kayvon Wallace. I've never seen somebody so free in my life. He just came off the edge. Kayvon Wallace is a personal protector. He ignored him. I mean, I, 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 this team just fell apart uh, today. And, and coaching was a part of it. John, well, you know, we uh, ask you about the uh, – yeah, Slay did not have a great game tonight. It, 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 McGuire, yeah. I mean, we're, we're focused on what Washington did rushing the football, but <laughs> he he really got a lot of good separation on Slay tonight. What what was up with that, that, that you think? Well, a couple things. Terry McLaurin seems to own the Eagles. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, you saw week two when Justin Jefferson was in here. They were able to do some nice things against Justin Jefferson, who, you know, is a different level of receiver um terry mclaurin's a very good player but boy they struggle with him and it's pretty consistent um today was look you've seen it since jonathan gannon 
has gotten here. You know, they play a ton of quarters coverage. They play a ton of zone coverage as a whole. And when you don't communicate <clears throat> on the back end, it looks ugly. And guys were not communicating today, and they were pa passing guys off Terry McLaurin mostly because, you know, he was the one who did the vast majority of the damage in, in, in the passing game. They were just passing them off when they weren't supposed to. There were guys not picking them up in zones. It was just a mess out there. It really was, and it was surprising considering the first eight, eight games of the season. Hey, John, um, we, we saw A.J. Brown on that out route stick his foot in the turf, and when he made the catch, he, even before he caught the ball, you could see him limp in favor of that, that ankle. Um, any update from him or anybody else uh, close to him in, in terms of – because he didn't look right the rest of the game, to be quite um, honest. Any yeah, update he, on that? Yeah, A.J. himself said he rolled it uh, and rolled his ankle. He said he'll be fine. But it was clear that he was not the same guy, as right. you mentioned, he got. He, he, he was not. He gutted through the game. And he had tape on the ankle, if, if you saw it. Um, but Nick admitted after the game that, yeah, they had to shift things around because he was more out there as a decoy than anything else because uh, he couldn't play like A.J. Brown usually plays. So that really impacted the Eagles' offense as well. More Devontae Smith, more Quez Watkins. And, you know, Quez, he had four targets. He caught him four, all four of them. 80 yards, he had the big 50-yard gain. And, man, if he just finished that play, he didn't even have to finish the play. He could have stayed on the ground. I think the Eagles had the momentum. They would have eventually went in to score, tries to get up. St. Juice punches the football out. You know, maybe that was karma because Nick made a big deal about how there's no luck involved. Our ball security is because we teach it, we preach it, we do this, we do that. Well, they saw today that when the ball doesn't bounce your way, some bad things can happen. Yeah. Hmm. John, two things. Um, want to talk about, you know, the struggles that Slay had. Um and one of the things that I noticed on the defensive side is that, you know, you talk about that quarters coverage. And, you know, when you're playing quarters coverage, you know, you, sometimes you got to disguise. You can't line up four across on the back end and give a quarterback a pre-snap read because the quarterback knows that you, and the wide receiver knows in that coverage that you've got three guys on the inside that's taking care of everything that's underneath, Okay. Anything from the from the numbers to the outside, you know, that's an easy pitch and catch, you know. So I don't, I'm not understanding why the Eagles aren't disguising that coverage where you get the corners up, you know, once the quarterback gets into his cadence, you can bail him off and play quarters, you know, from a bail perspective rather than lining up pre-snap and just showing it to him. And, and, and again, I believe that Bradbury and, and Slay – are much better cornerbacks, you know, when they're up playing up on up on the wide receivers rather than off. Because when you're off, if your technique isn't perfect, you know, any kind of stem moves or stutter moves that the wide receiver gives you that you react to, now you're you're always a step off and that completion is really, really easy. 
Um, so talk to me about that. And then lastly, you said, you know, the sky isn't falling, you know, just because they lost one game. Maybe it is to a certain extent because if they can't stop the run, the next five opponents are going to do the same exact thing to them, okay? And if they dominate the time of possession and dominate the line of scrimmage the way they dominated tonight, it's highly likely, you know, that the Eagles are going to struggle through the next five, six games. Did he get fro – he got froze out. I talked uh -oh. to him. I talked See, him into you, the freeze. You, 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 your question was so long, <laughs> he froze. Hey. He froze. Uh, well, in that case, we lost John. So, uh, but thanks to John McMullen for for joining us, and we'll just uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We we you know we have to break down some uh, some segments of this game where things turned, and and the Eagles were right there, and then it just kind of didn't get over the top, and uh, they let Washington. Uh, score uh, on some drives that a couple field goals that I, you know I, I wasn't expecting uh, but we have our drive of the game that's coming up and uh, it's the uh, Pond the Hockey Eagles post game show we're still we're still doing it live right here from Ocean Casino we're back after this Jim Thompson was an extremely successful man who touched many lives during his distinguished broadcast career Jim was president of the Broadcast Foundation of America the foundation has distributed millions of dollars to colleagues who are facing life's most difficult challenges. And the foundation has created a special fund in honor of his work. To make a donation in his name, simply visit the foundation website at www.broadcastersfoundation.org. game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! 
and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey post game show. It is time for our Jeff D'Ambrosia drive of the game. Go JeffAuto.com. Uh, all right, guys, who wants to go first? Is this the drive of the game? Good. Can, can I can I give it to the uh, I, can I give it to the Commanders? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the Commanders. Right, and here's why: they went 16 plays, 86 yards, and they turned up seven minutes to take a 17 to 14 lead. And guess yeah. what? They never lost that lead. That's right. They got a couple field goals to add it and, and the Eagles never recovered from that. They drove the ball down their throat, 86 yards, four, 16 plays, seven minutes a clock. That's my drive of the game. Deegan? I have to agree with him. That's exactly the drive I'm looking at. Um, when they went up seven, I didn't think there was a team that could put a 16 play, seven plus minute drive on this team. They did it. Especially not this Washington team. They did it. I have to agree with Mike. It's plain and simple. To me, that was the drive of the game. Well. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even need to cue him. I know I know, you got something interesting cooking in there. <laughs> I'm just going to kick it up a notch. Okay. I'm, I'm like Emerald. Bam. <laughs> Turn okay. up the heat. Whatever happened to him? Is he still, <laughs> he's still he's cooking. Still, he is? Still oh, all right. Yeah. I've heard bam in a while, but God, I'm sorry. So. The second drive of the game, 
13 plays, 75 yards. Um, they had eight runs, eight of those 13 runs. They ate up seven minutes and 21 seconds. Gibson punches it in for a touchdown. The third drive of the game, 12 plays, 49 yards, six runs, six passes, a field goal. Okay? Um, the fourth the fourth possession of the game, 16 plays, 16, 86 yards, 10 runs, six passes. Robinson punches it in for a one-yard touchdown. And then last but not least, the sixth drive of the game for the Washington Commanders, 14 plays, 66 yards, resulted in a 32-yard field goal. All of them. I ain't picking just one. All of them. Why do you have you to be can't. different? Huh? Why do you got to be different? Because. Pick one, man. No, I'm not picking one. Yeah, no, no, I'm I not get, picking I one. I get your point. Listen, if they if they don't have any other any other drives in this game, as a defensive coordinator, that's enough to make you pull your damn hair out. Well, if you're How gonna about do, that? If you're going to do that, wait until you see who, who gets my game ball then. They scored on five straight possessions. The, the, the Washington Commanders scored command. on five straight possessions in this game, just with a simple formula. Grounding it up, they got close up. They threw in a couple field goals. They they bulldozed their way with Robinson and Gibson. It was the same template. Every drive, all these long drives, were, were spurred by the run. Taylor Heineke, he's gonna keep Carson Wentz on the bench. He should. <laughs> Carson Wentz is eligible to come back this week. Hey, listen, man. They don't want him to come back. I don't. I know they don't, and he should not come back. How many times have I said this? Washington plays with a much different energy with Taylor Heineke, a quarterback. Now, if they're smart, first of all, you have an organization that's going through the embarrassment of all this off-the-field stuff, okay? And now you have the district attorney of D.C. going after him, as well as the league, as well as the commissioner, okay? you got a coach whose job is on the line, a coaching staff whose job is on the line as well. You want to win football games. Right now, you are C-level. You're at the bottom of the NFC East, but you're very much still in the playoff picture when you look at how mediocre the NFC is right now. What's our best option right now as an offense, as a team? Who does these, who do these players rally around more? It's quite obvious. That quarterback who's 3-1 and one right now is the quarterback who needs to carry this team the rest of the way. Hey, listen, I, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you look at, you know, if you give Carson Wentz – Stop. Stop. You can't even tell that line with a straight face. I'm waiting for Mike, you hear this. Why do we even care? If, if you gave, if, with those if, two if, stiffs, why do we if, even care if, who if, their starting quarterback is? If you gave is? Carson Wentz 49 runs, you think he might not have been able to do with No, he would have lost the game. No. He, he would have lost no, the game. He'll throw, yeah, he'll throw it. <laughs> yeah, he would have been sacked <laughs> nine times. Here's a prime example. McLaurin, he would throw an interception. Here, here's a prime example. The ball has snapped over Taylor Heineke's head, right? Which up, throw it out of bounds, throw it out of bounds. Carson would have ducked and taken the sack. Taylor Heineke did the exact thing you're supposed to do. Get outside the pocket, throw the ball away, live to play another day. That's what he it's what you do. Carson might have dove on it. It would have been no, you, right he, there. He'd have been picking it up, patting the ball, trying to find somebody down the field and taking a 20-yard sack. You, you know what you're There's doing here? You're trying to choose between a Chevy Vega and a Ford Pinto. Oh, I thought you were going to say a Yugo. From the past. Remember those, two, remember those two lemon cars? What about the Pacer? <laughs> throw the, throw hey, the Pacer in there, whatever you want to do. Those commanders, coaches, and players don't think that Tyler Heineke is no Vega right now. I can tell you that. That's true. That's all they got. He's all they have. 
You got to ride it. See, you got to ride it. We're speechless. We had to give the drive of the game, Devin, mm. to the Washington Commanders. I would have yes. never, never predicted that as we went into this I show agree. tonight. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we can go around and give least favorite drives of the game if that works for for Eagles. Like, I, I mean, there are several to choose from. That no, Quez, I give you, the Quez Watkins fumble is going to haunt my dreams for I give, the rest I of give eternity. You, um, I can give you um, three. Okay. No, you know which one haunts my dreams when the Eagles got the ball back and had a chance in the fourth quarter at the end of the game and had a chance to potentially get get the win. Uh, and just went three and out, and it was just like bleh. And like for that worries me because mm. Jalen Hurts, you want to see him be able to lead this offense, lead this team back from from behind, and they just didn't see. Like, well, they seemed like they had given up already. They've ne- they've never been in that situation before, so it, it's it was new territory. But when you look at <clears throat> when you look at the when you look at the spread of what the Eagles did, okay, they come out okay to get the turnover. Three plays, 18 yards. Hurts put push put punches it in. Next possession, they get it. Take nine plays, 78 yards for the Goddard touchdown. Um, then Hurts throws the t- throws the interception. They go three and out, three and out. Okay. Then they go on a play, 12 play drive. You know, in the third quarter, 11 yard touchdown. You know, to Devontae Smith, and then they go fumble, fumble. That's that's what their night looked like. I mean, yep. when you yeah. when you look at that stat line, it's like, what in God's you know, name was I, that? Devin's right though. I, I think Jalen slid under the radar a little bit. It was twenty six to twenty one, and they got the ball back, and they went three and out on three feeble plays, and he got sacked on that third down. That's kind of disappointing. You wanted to see him trying to take the ball down the field a little bit. Yeah, there. but you got to give the give, 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 credit. Give, give them credit. Give who credit? Give Washington credit. Yeah. It was Sanders on a two-yard run, pass to Sanders incomplete. They sack him. Because the same situation, listen, the same thing always bites the Eagles in the behind, okay? You, you come out in the second half and you're running the ball. You know, you, you got this 12-play drive, okay? What happened with those 12 plays? What happened to those 12 plays after that that, you know, you couldn't generate that kind of offense again? You know, you all, they always talk about coaches – <clears throat> having this list of plays, you know, top 10, top 15 plays, okay? There's a coach up in the box that's responsible for charting the plays every single play that's called, okay? If that's the case, give me them same 12 plays all over again, okay? Maybe we can flip flip a formation, you know, run a run to the other side, whatever it is, but give me them same damn plays again if they work to get us 12 plays, 80 yards for a touchdown, let's run them yeah. again. No, I got you. That that uh, that was a pretty good drive. They went nine plays, 78 yards to take a 14-7 lead. That would probably be their drive at the game. And they did. Jalen did complete some passes on that drive. But you know. Yeah, well, there's not a lot to choose from when choosing uh, a favorite drive of the game. I think we've all come to that uh, conclusion. But that does it for our Jeff D'Ambrosio Auto Group drive of the game. Go JeffAuto.com uh, and stick around because we have some game balls to give away coming up after I already this know break. Who mine's going I'm going to kick mine across the casino. <laughs> I already know who I'm giving it to. Have a pass. <laughs>
My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers. Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. At Stateside Vodka. Every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey post game show. It is time for some game balls presented by Colony Pools, flywithcolony.com. Uh, usually a pretty easy segment, almost like the drive of the game, guys. I, I, I don't know who is deserving of a game ball in this one. Maybe we take them away from players, but uh, your call. <laughs> Seth, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Oh, geez. You know, I'm going to give mine to um, C.J. Gardner. Johnson. Good one. Good I choice. Mean, this, this kid has just been playing lights out all season long. Um, he's leading the NFL in, in interceptions last week, and he added another one tonight. You know, big interception, you know, at, at the time. Um, he's about the only guy that I find on the Eagles roster um, that I can genuinely say is deserving of a game ball, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's also deserving of whatever money he wants after this season. Oh, he might not get it here, but he is deserving of it. All right, Deegan, what about you? Well, there's never been any any clarification since we started giving out game balls that it had to go to. You can't give it to the. Oh yes, I can. No, you you can't make up the rules tonight. The rules are. The rules are. I'm the one who leads the segment, and I say rules are. There are no rules. You can give. Wait a minute. Let let me let me make a point. Let me make a point. That's a damn ego on this football. Care. You can't give the yes, Washington yes, Commanders an yes, Eagles watch, game ball. Watch. Wait, it's my game ball, and I can give it who I want to give it to. <laughs> I'm giving my game ball to Washington offensive coordinator Scott Turner. He stuck to a game plan, 49 rushing attempts, 152 yards. He told that Eagles defense, I dare you to stop me, and they couldn't. He deserved the game ball because, you know what, They because they're a desperate team, they very easily could abandon their game plan and, and done something different. He st- from start to finish. Once if you want to give somebody like, a game ball, game give, ball. give the, Houston, the, the Houston Texans offensive coordinator a game ball from last week. He the one that created the, the, the blueprint. No, I only all give, I only give all, it all to Scott a, Turner did was just copy the blueprint. I only Same give, thing you're going to see next but week. But how are you going to argue work. on a game ball? Yeah, but his work better because I, I can. Plus, not only that, see, Houston <laughs> lost. See, Scott Turner used it to his benefit, and they won a game. Because he had, he had a quarterback. They could complete some balls to to a receiver who was elite. Davis Mills had nothing last week. Yeah, but 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 this Washington team was a desperate team coming into this game. But why are you gonna okay. justify your game ball? Because stick, I love stick, arguing with that. You know what? Let me tell you. Something. Stick to your guns. Oh, go ahead. Hold up. Give me a game ball. And I want to say something after you give you. Who are you giving the game uh, ball my, to? All right. See, I I was like zeroed in on Josh Sweat early because it looked like he was gonna have a good game. Um, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Quez Watkins a little love. What? He, yeah, he, he absolutely he had, not. That's he, violation. What? He had, well, he had <laughs> take four, Mike's game ball. He made a couple of big plays. We went one early and one late, and it was an effort fumble where he got up and trying to make a bigger play. In 80 yards receptions in, in four ball, and he I'm gonna give it to him. Had he not fumbled that ball, and look, I get it. He couldn't have known. Ev- he was trying. It was, it was an, an error. It was an effort fumble. The Eagles would have won the game. I think that between that and the face mask fumble from Dallas Goddard, like those were two. You're arguing with my game ball? Yeah, I am arguing. What is this? Yeah. I you know it's late. I've been next to Seth Joyner for too long. You know, okay, you we're know like halfway through the night. season. This is what happens. I'm See, sorry. See, you like to debate too. Don't blame it on <laughs> me. See, you, we're arguing about game. Look here. Watching the game tonight, let me tell you something. Setting Seth off during the game tonight, Mike, was more entertaining than the game itself. You know, we a, deliberately disagree with Seth. For those of you who don't know, we watched the game in the green room, and for whatever reason, once it started going bad for, for the Eagles, it just raised Seth's blood pressure. 
So Mike and I deliberately started going against whatever Seth would say. <laughs> Seth gets really into like a little inside secret. Seth really goes off when we challenge him on a disputed play. Like we'll we'll have an opinion on a disputed play. And what's and, and, and how how does the how how does the dispute work out? Ninety nine percent of the time. Ninety nine percent of the time. I say seventy five. You were you roll you were rolling tonight. I'll I'm give you always like, rolling. Not, See, that's not, how I roll. Like don't give in that easy. I, I said seventy five. I'm not giving him ninety nine percent. I always yeah. roll. That's why I'm wearing the bling. Tonight. But what what's funny is I'm also there and I sit there quietly, but I usually side with Seth. Like on the C J Gardner Johnson late hit penalty uh, that he got that was absolutely not a late hit. Um, I forget the, guy the had receiver. Both, Who the was guy, the receiver? He, he had, had one both foot in bounds. He no. had both feet in bounds. Both feet were in bounds. Mike, Mike, and this is bounds. why I don't say anything because I know Seth can just hold his own, but it is entertaining yeah, to listen where you to. were wrong. That was a late hit. Yeah, it was a late hit. By, okay. not a late hit. by the definition it, it was, of the it, rules, it was, it was a late, late hit. It was a late hit because the, the referee made a bad call. Okay? It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a late hit. By definition... Okay. He's never going to admit it's a late hit because somebody got drilled. Because he loves no, when somebody gets no. drilled. Right? Oh, not a late hit. He got drilled. So is it late? If, if you're in the field of play, is there such thing as a late hit? Yes. That was a late hit. Yeah. Plus, he hit him in the head. He did no, hit him in the, the head. Other, the, the, other, the first well, guy he hit him. And then he taunted him. Should have been another penalty. The first so guy he hit him. Should have been a 45-yard penalty okay. there. Okay. It wasn't basically <laughs> Brandon. See, it wasn't know basically Brandon. Grant Devin, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn and talk to you, Devin. Oh, don't, See, wait you a minute. Know, oh, that's you so, know, that's so you know, rude. You know what I do? So you know what I do? <laughs> I just I just engage them sometimes. They think that they're, like, baiting me, you know, into – into. this is just how I am, okay? And let me tell you something. 99% of the time when I make a call, they're like, oh, that's not what it is. I'm like, yeah, it is. Just why? 75. And then, and then, and then they're over there like, oh, yeah, you was right. 75. Okay. So 90, the guy 90, that got hit out of bounds, mm-hmm. he had both feet in bounds. Wait, where, where by, you, definition, by definition, by definition, those Mike, plays, listen, those plays that are on the sideline, <laughs> when you get into the white <laughs> and you hit talking. a guy in the white, he's nine times talking. out of ten, Mike, you're going you to get, get a Mike, he's still there. Here's the That's bet. how it works. Well, look, guys, I'll, I'll say yes. this. Just one more thing on that disputed play. Yes. I know we're talking about Twitter and not listening to people, but I would say, you know, from media members and fans and just public opinion uh, and uh, all of opinions on that play, uh, side with Seth and I, not you guys. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Uh, you might. Uh, he took the L on that, but here, okay. here's, a, here's a favorite Seth quote, too. What the hell are you talking about, Troy Aikman? Like, uh, three, three, times, three times a game, right? What the hell are you talking about, Troy? He's arguing with Troy Aikman. Listen, Troy be talking out of his behind sometimes. And I'm like, what in the world? Are you you watching the same game that we're watching to make a comment like that? I'm going to start writing them down. Since you, since y'all want to bring, y'all want to talk about him on air. Here's what I'm you really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write him he down. He got you going when he said the Eagles have been fairly good against the run all year. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> His head almost exploded. His head came. I'm off. like, okay, so I watch game film, okay, and I study statistics. The statistics tell you, you know, what the heck's going on. Then you watch the game and you can look at the game. What game did you watch? That made you believe that the Eagles have been fairly good against the run this year. And then you get on national broadcast and you're spewing this nonsense. And people are like, I'm like, what are you talking about? The Eagles are getting gassed right now. They got ran up 100 yards on them in the first half of this game. 
and Troy is talking about they played the right. See, I did it again. Come on, man. I did you it again. I, I, Hook, man, line, De- and sinker. Devin, save us. Come on. Hook, line, Devin, and sinker. Save, Devin, I, save there's us. nothing I can do at this point, guys. Oh, I can sit over here and be silent <laughs> if you want me to. I can do that, too. I don't think that's possible. What are you talking about, Troy Aikman? I don't, I don't think that's possible. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Seth. Done. Energy. I'm just going to wave when you're done, okay? Seth, I'm, done. Your I'm done for the night. We got Dr. Bruce. Your got Dr. Bruce coming up. Look at oh. Seth showing the bling. <laughs> I expect right. you have a question for Dr. Bruce. Not a single Work one, on. I promise you. Yes, you do. Dev? Dr. Bruce, Dr. Bruce is coming up. Am I? I thought you were taking no, no, no. the segment. I am. I am. I I'm, I'm just making small talk. It's okay. the Pond Hockey Eagles post-game show. Seth we're going to go over some injuries, and we're going to close it down for tonight because uh, we're kind of daffy at this point. <laughs> we're back after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. Continue your communication sciences and disorders education at South University within the Doctor of Audiology or Masters of Science in Speech-Language Pathology programs. With state-of-the-art labs, on-campus clinics, and extensive externship opportunities, students position themselves to be at the top of the job market. Stand out in the audiology and speech-language pathology profession by visiting salus.edu. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. studying from taking it but i wasn't sure I, I, what I, segment no, i was about busy to do, paying so. attention to my question <laughs> it is the uh Pomahawk eagles post case all right eagles lose 32 21. Oh, it's time to bring in dr bruce grossinger uh for some injury updates now there were a couple of guys that got banged up dr bruce uh, in, in this game aj brown being the biggest one looked like uh, he flipped an ankle and you never know what that's going to entail he said he thinks he's going to be okay what did you see on that play and tell me about, about these ankle injuries. Well, we'd call that a great, nice to see everybody tonight. Uh, nice and called out there. On that particular play, it looks like, like he turned his ankle there, something called a grade one ankle strain. And apparently he had to switch cleats because he wasn't happy with the traction he was getting. And um, both he and um, Jason Kelsey both turned ankles and they, they both came back and able to continue but AJ obviously didn't look like himself after that play yeah but you know what Dr. Bruce a lot of times when you talk about injuries like that players will tell you um, you know I think I'll be okay so obviously they're going to take some tests tomorrow x-rays MRIs in a situation like that with an AJ Brown what what specifically are you looking for well obviously you want to check his strength out and the way we'll do that is is by uh, you know basically check him at different range of motion uh, a lot of times as you know Derek you'll uh, you'll spread an ankle it'll swell overnight so you want to check for swelling you want to treat them with uh, with rest elevation and ice the old rice trick that works uh, so there's a chance it could get worse and obviously you're working on a short week against Indianapolis and um, they looked like they were offensively challenged uh, certainly with respect to the passing game so I I think it's something we're going to bear uh, looking into. I don't really expect there to be anything that would show up on an x-ray. I don't think he, he had any fractures. And I, I, I'm not even sure they're going to subject to an MRI. Doc, I want to go over on the defensive side of the ball, um, talk about Josh Sweat. Um, looked like, you know, he took a shot to the knee that he wears the brace on. Um, he's had some issues with that knee. 
um, over the years. Uh, what did you see there? Yeah, it looked like he really got pad kicked. It was a uh, it's kind of in front of me where I was sitting. It looked like it was a it was a sweet play, and it looked like there's I wasn't able to discern like one particular hit, but there was just like a rugby scrum. And he got like snowed under, and I wasn't sure exactly what the injury was because he was down for a while. He was able to walk off. He went into the tent. And you never know what's going on there, but apparently they checked range of motion. All the ligaments were fine. And he did come back and play uh, in the game, not, you know, somewhat effectively. But when you have a chronic knee injury, as you know, it's it's something that's always going to be tough, especially when you're a large man like him, you know, six four and you know, probably going two seventy. So that was worrisome. And when you, you know, when somebody's slow to arise again, I'm, I'm always thinking about concussions. But thank God uh, we didn't see any tonight. Yeah, it seemed like there were a few moments in this game where guys kind of went down, uh, got up, limped off the field, didn't go in the tent fully, and then eventually came back in the game. Uh, one that sticks out to me is Dallas Goddard when he had that face mask that wasn't called. Uh, he was down on the ground for, for a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything there. It was hard with all the different angles and the penalties involved in that play. Uh, but I was worried for a second because he was brought down kind of from the head that uh, it would be even worse than it was. But he did eventually go back in the game. But do you see anything that concerned you with Dallas Goddard? Yeah, when, when I saw that play, you know, essentially it was a face mask. I saw his head really whipped around. And I'm always worried about, you know, spinal cord injuries. He was down for quite a while. In fact, there were a couple Washington players that were literally praying next to him. And that's always a bad sign. So I was, I was very worried about him. And it would, and he got, you know, he, he got twisted around. And I was very concerned. And when I saw him come back in the game, I, I was reassured by it. And I haven't heard that there was any per se neck injury. But again, a very large man. And, the reason they have those face masking penalties is because the neck's so vulnerable, so mobile. Doc, last question. Uh, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon suffered a bruised ego in this game, and I'm wondering. <laughs> well, I was I was watching the whole thing, and uh, I think that commentary, I would stiff. say that Seth, uh, Seth hit him with some you know, really crisp uh, combinations tonight, and uh, I, I hope that he could recover it learn how to uh, defend against the run because uh, Jonathan Taylor is uh, is licking his chops. Hey, yeah. Doc, that's that's two weeks in a row. Um, you know, if he had two concussions in a row, we'd have to sit him out the next two or three weeks. What do you think? <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. Maybe next <laughs> man up, right? I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not, not a stiff drink, a stiff oh, drink cures, cures that bruised ego, I'm oh, guessing. No. Listen, thanks for hanging up. Uh, see, this is gallows humor. This is we do this when we approach like the third hour of a post game show. That these things come out. Absolutely, well, thanks, very thanks entertaining, for, and uh, <laughs> wish you guys a safe ride home tonight. Thanks for hanging out with thanks, us. We appreciate, appreciate it, it Doctor Bruce. Thanks. Have Jerry, a good night. With an you injury too. report uh, from Philadelphia. Okay, let's uh, let's 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 roll it out here. They play the Colts next week. Now we looked at these games and we said, oh, they'll beat the Commanders. Oh, they'll beat the Colts. Uh, all of a sudden, now we have to look at the teams that have a healthy rushing attack, and uh, that team does. And they've got Matt Ryan back in there, and they've got this newfound enthusiasm with Jeff Saturday. So uh, what do you think? What, what are we thinking about next week? This is a different position that we've been in. Well, we talked about 
adversity and how Nick Sirianni talked about he didn't really like adversity. But I think adversity builds character. I think that going down by two touchdowns to the Jacksonville Jaguars early in the season, we found out for the first time, you know, what they were made of. Um, losing their first game today and then the fashion that they lost it, three turnovers on the offensive side, the defense couldn't stop a soul, you know, in the running game, and you had a third-tier quarterback, in my opinion, you know, that made plays when and where he needed to make them. Um, we're going to find out what these Philadelphia Eagles are really all about next week because this will be, in my opinion, you know, until they get to, you know, Tennessee or Tennessee gets here, this will be, you know, their their staunchest, their most staunch, you know, rushing attack that they'll see because Jonathan Taylor is no joke. It's no joke. He was injured for a couple of weeks and came back off an injury the first week and rushed for 160-plus yards last week and, I believe, you know, a couple of touchdowns. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what that, that betting line will be next week in Indianapolis, a game that we didn't think was going to be uh, any problem at all. But a return to normalcy because it's a 1 p.m. game. Yeah, we're, t- t- we're back at the 1 p.m. We won't hit schedule. this, uh, what, third yeah. hour, yeah. like 2 yeah. in the yeah. morning kind of yeah. where we we're asking about bruised egos. So. No. No. Yeah, that'll be I'm nice. not even going to sleep. I, I hear you. <laughs> but here's here's what we're facing. you got a short week, okay? You're playing a much better Indianapolis defense. They're the fourth-ranked defense in the league, much better defense than Washington. They have a much better offensive line than Washington does, and you have one of the premier running backs in the game. Now, you bring a guy off the street who's never coached before in Jeff Saturday. A week ago, he was an analyst, and all of a sudden, he's a head coach, and he says, I'm delegating. He says, I don't know what a head coach means, but I'm delegating responsibilities. I got a great defensive coordinator here. I got a great offensive coordinator here. I'm going to let him do the job. No, by the way, uh, Ellinger, sit your butt on the bench. I want Matt Ryan. For better or worse, I'm going with Matt Ryan. All of a sudden, they win the game. Now, they're going to face an Eagles team. You think they're not salivating over the possibilities of what they could do? against this Eagles team in terms of making this more of an even keel game if they can control the clock? I, you're right, Mike. I can't wait to see what the betting line is going to be for this I, game. I, I'm peeking right over my shoulder. What here. is it? Four and a half? Five? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's today. Let's see. Yeah, Let's see it's, what I, it's, it's get as by far Friday. as I can see, it's yeah. seven and a half. Let's see Trust what it is by people, Friday. Those are the best odds you're going to get. You better put wow. your bet in now if you're yeah. better. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, that can't be right. I'll check it after the show. Uh, anyway, thanks, everybody, for uh, staying up late with us on the uh, Pilot Hockey Eagles postgame show. We'll see you next week at our, our normal time, about 4 o'clock next Sunday. Uh, have a great rest of the evening. Again, the Eagles lose, but it's, they're 8-1. All is not lost. We're back next week. Have fun all week. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. 
He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it, it, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was it was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, uh, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.